It's time now for Love Talk with the three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Enderbrock. Thank you, John. We are in studio today with one of my favorite friends, Miss Carrie Brinkater. Hello, Miss Evelyn. It's so good to see you. And we have our other favorite friend on the line today from Boise, Idaho. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Evelyn. It's so good to be with you guys today. And I'm so excited to be able to be with our friends on Love Talk for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. What well, a wonderful time. You're set in climate for Christmas. Is it snowing in Boise today, or are you all um, uh, working on it for the weekend? Well, it snowed yesterday from about uh, 3 o'clock until about 1 in the morning. So we have about four inches of fresh snow sitting on the ground. And so we're, the girls still get very excited about being able to actually have enough snow to make a snowman. Because, really? as you know, living 15 years in Texas, that only happened once. And it was the saddest, brownest-looking <laughs> snowman you had ever seen. But, you know, so now they get to make snowmen, and the snowmen are actually white. And it melted probably literally hmm, an hour after you built it. They built it. So, yeah, we, we yeah. understand. We understand. Oh, goodness. Well, it is, you know, it's it's um it's interesting weather here in Texas. We certainly don't have what you guys have there. But, you know another Texas Christmas. So here we go. (laughs) Well, the great thing about Christmas in Texas is you don't have to be wearing a base layer in order to stay warm. You can just put on your favorite long sleeve (laughs) shirt and a, you know, kind of grab a jacket from the closet. I will tell you, I actually have three jackets from Texas that I cannot wear here in the winter because they are simply not warm enough. Mm, And I love them. They're the cutest jackets ever. Evelyn, I think one of them is a red one that you picked out for me when we were shopping together at Steinmart. And the only time I can wear it is in the fall. (laughs) Well, you'll be able to wear it when you come back to Texas. But we're excited, uh, Kathy, uh, with um, this day and the program that we're talking about Jesus this weekend. Uh, He is the reason for the season. That's something that's uh, pretty well known out there, and we want to talk about that today. Is that right? That, that's so right. I, You know, I love that Love Talk reaches across Texas and across the United States and, and to our international friends, and so to our international friends who are joining us for our Christmas program, I just say welcome, and we are talking about about Jesus and Christmas peace. We know that Jesus is the reason for the season. It's his birth his, that we are, are celebrating. And so as we talk about Christmas peace, this is a peace that only Christ brings. And, and you know, peace is not meant to be this fleeting hope that is always just beyond our reach. Peace is meant to be an enduring reality that embraces our hearts and minds. And so today, Carrie and Evelyn, um, we are going to consider and talk through examples that God holds up for us in his words. And so, friends, uh, listening friends, I want you to think of the characters that you see in in a Christmas nativity. Mary, Joseph, the wise men, shepherds. These are, are all people from very different age, backgrounds, social status, uh, different wealth, uh, different relationships to God. And yet, in the midst of great uncertainty and great difficulty, they find 
peace. And so that's the peace that we are after. That's the peace we're going to delve into today. And the key verse that we're going to be using to anchor down our discussion is from Isaiah 9, 6. And this is a prophetic verse about Christ's birth that was written almost four year, 400, 400 years before his birth. And so Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I love that verse. You know, I... It, that is so wonderful, and is in this season when we're watching Christmas movies. Um, I believe that one is in Charlie Brown Christmas. Whenever Linus says, "Hey, Charlie Brown, the real reason for Christmas is Jesus," and he and he says this verse. Um, I also love how you've brought in the, the nativity, Kathy. Um, this past weekend, we had a ladies' Christmas brunch at my church, and there's a sweet lady there named Peggy. And Mrs. Hooten and her husband were missionaries in Africa for 28 years. And Miss Evelyn, she's probably um, close to 80 years old. Not um, quite as old as uh, I am. <laughs> no, not quite. And she is just so lovely and adorable. And she always decorates her table with her items from Africa. Mm-hmm. And she has a nativity scene that is all African. It was hand-carved by some people in her village when she lived there. And what struck me, Kathy, was how different the Mm. people look in that nativity. And it made me think how kind of, I guess, short-sighted we are when we look at our nativity scenes. You know, all of these were beautiful Africans, and they were dressed in typical African dress. And so they had on very little clothing. Their earlobes had been... um, stretched because they put gauges in their ears to stretch out their earlobes. And she even said to me, Carrie, Carrie, look at their earlobes. Aren't they just beautiful? And their body types just look so different from ours. Mm. And I just thought, wow, wow. And, of course, there was Mary and there was Joseph and there was baby Jesus and they had the wise men and they had um, the shepherds and they had the animals. And these are people that the Hootons had brought to Christ to know Jesus and they wanted to show her their appreciation by carving this beautiful nativity for her. And so, Kathy, I think it's so fitting today that we're bringing in, um, you know, we can look at our nativities and we're really taking a a further look, a, a deeper look at really what that means to us when we look at those nativities. It's not just something we bring out. But, man, they just have such an amazing meaning. And I think that key verse sets it off perfectly for today. You know, that's so true. I I always put several nativities around my house. And as I'm putting them together, it's just neat to consider that these are not just characters in some fiction story. These are, uh, you know, it's like if if I had a little figurine of George Washington um, uh, during the um, War of Independence, you know, and, and thinking about everything he went through. Well, having these figures... These carvings, I mean, these were real people in real times experiencing and being obedient to and living out God's plan. And 
And and here we are. We are real people in real times living out and experiencing God's plan for us. And so I'm so excited to learn everything that we can from them today. And Carrie, gosh, I have heard so many good things about that brunch. And you were like the that you you put it all together. That was your thing. So you've been really really busy. I'm I'm guessing that you thoroughly enjoyed it, but you are ready to uh, maybe focus on kids being out of school now. Absolutely. I did thoroughly enjoy the brunch. It was it was wonderful. We had about 175 ladies there. It was crazy and awesome and wonderful. And then the very next day, I drove to Houston with my mom. My mom had come down for the brunch, and then we piled up the whole family, and we drove to Houston, and we threw a 70th birthday party for my mom in oh. Houston. And so it's been a, a whirlwind of activity, and this whole week, the kids have been studying for finals. I have studied so much Latin this week. My eyeballs are crossing, <laughs> trying to help them, and uh, history and literature, but they today is their last day of school, and um, they will be off for two weeks and celebrating this wonderful Christmas season. That's awesome. Evelyn, and it sounds like you have been, uh, I know that everything went incredibly well with Operation Christmas Child. You oh, guys had a record year. I saw that fantastic Facebook posting you made of Franklin Graham going around and just visiting with some of the volunteers and saying thank you to everyone who volunteers for Christmas Child. And so I I know you've probably been out shaking hands and talking with people. It has been an exciting year, Kathy. We, you know, we worked really hard on the decision of Eric Couture to bring Franklin to town. And we probably had the largest uh, attendance across 50 states. And it made a great impact on this city because of the pastors that got involved. And, and there's just been so many things that have led up to us to be able to celebrate uh, Christmas. And, you know, Christmas is uh, important for us to stop and look at the witnesses that really still speak to us today. And, you know, there's just a lot of things that this affects in our life. I finished up with... Um, Raising the banner of praise and prayer over America. And some of the Franklin Graham team wrote a chapter, and Graham Letts wrote a chapter. Uh, so, and we prayed through a mighty time of making a decision about what kind of leader we're going to have in America uh, for the next four years. So, this has been a really busy year, but it's been fruitful, I do believe. And we're excited about Christmas because there's just so many things going on in our city that um, just help us remember that Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and you might have it abundantly. And that he is also, we're going to look at some scriptures today where he says he is the Prince of Peace. And that's what our heart cry during this season is, is peace across our nation. It's time for us to take our break. Let's do that, Kathy. When we come back, I want us to talk about the principle of peace right after this. You know, the world has changed. Getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you connect with your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company and the partner you can rely on to help navigate through ever-evolving digital landscape needs. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at one 1-888-988-9736. 
and visit TexasSEO.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find us in the number one position. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And new Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Let's get back to more Love Talk with the three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Enderbrock. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We're here at the Bridge, 1120 a.m., and we are the Love Ladies coming to you today from Austin, Texas, and we've got Miss Kathy from Boise, Idaho. Oh, friends, what a beautiful, beautiful weekend it is, Christmas time. We get to celebrate. We get to slow down just for a few minutes and celebrate Jesus Christ and his coming and what a beautiful story that is and our friend Kathy has just set this up so lovely today we were talking about the nativity scene and how Mary Joseph the wise men the shepherds those are not just little figurines that you that we all put out that those are real people that did real things and uh, Kathy uh, our first principle today as we talk about Christmas peace is the principle of peace you want to take us through that Thanks, Carrie. Yes, this this principle of peace is so huge, so profound, and it's so different than the definition that we generally accept as peace. And and so, you know, before I really got into this, and I'll tell you just so our listening friends can kind of understand 
I'm going back to that key verse we used in Isaiah, which is in our Old Testament, and looked at the original Hebrew when it referred to Christ as the Prince of Peace. It used this Hebrew word that we translate as peace, and it's the word of shalom. And Mm -hmm. and many of our listening friends may be familiar with that. It's a word that uh, the Jewish people tend to use for greeting and blessing and when they farewell one another. And what is contained in this word peace is, is it means a wholeness, a soundness, overall welfare, prosperity, success, tranquility, contentment, and the sense of being complete. And, um, you know, we, if, from an American kind of perspective, we tend to look at peace as this absence of war or this absence of conflict. And, and, and as Americans, we tend to want and hope for peace and believe that we all will find it once conflict ends. But that is absolutely, completely, 100% off of the mark of what God is communicating to us um, as what he intends to be peace. And, and so a key principle here is that when Christ came to earth, when, when God sent his only son, he was not bringing peace to the earth. He was bringing peace to men. Mm. And, and so when we talk, when the angels declare glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased, that peace is among those, among the men with whom God is pleased, with, among those men who have a right relationship with God, who know Jesus Christ. So, um, you know, Matthew, Jesus, when we look at Jesus' words in Matthew, he made it very, very clear. Jesus said in Matthew 10:34, do not think I have come to bring peace to the earth. Mm. Um, he, Christ came to bring peace to us. Um, so if we are sitting around really waiting until the world is at peace in right. order for us to have yeah. peace, we need to stop waiting. Evelyn, I know you have a lot to say about this as well. Well, you know, it's beautiful, Kathy. You come from a Jewish heritage, and to bring this to the table for us just brings great meaning and, and love for the way that God has made himself known to us. And in Matthew, I mean, in John sixteen thirty three, this is Jesus talking. Jesus said, "I've told you these things so that in in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart; I have overcome the world." He is the Prince of Peace, and He said, "My peace I give you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid." And we're living a time right now. Kathy and our nation, where we're changing leadership nationally and even locally. And it, our tendency is to be afraid of tomorrow. And as we look into the new year that's coming, we're going to have some major changes. But this is so important for us to realize that Jesus said, I have come that you might have peace. And he said, I will live with you, my peace. I will give it to you, not as the world gives. And say, so we're waiting for peace to come until the world's in peace and we just might as well stop waiting the peace doesn't come in the world it comes from the life of jesus christ and the power that he gives us to serve him in in times like these well and i think that it's important to understand that 
You know, we don't, I love that word shalom. We don't have any words like that in the English language that mean all these things whole and soundness and and prosperity and success and tranquility and contentment. Contentment. Mm-hmm. Let's think about what that means in this Christian Content. Day. That is, the, the base word is content. That's right. What are you going to get? That's right. And are you going to be okay with that? Yes. Right? And, boy, this weekend is just the perfect time to be talking about that, being content and contentment. The Lord doesn't say that you won't have troubles in your life. I mean, in fact, he's very clear there in John. You will have troubles. But the peace I bring you is something so personal and something so amazing that you can't experience it anywhere else. Yeah, that's what he did with Mary. That's what he did with Mary. That's what he did with Mary at the first Christmas. You're exactly right, Miss Evelyn. And so our first principle is Prince of Peace. And now we're going to look at Mary. And as we look at Mary, we want to understand that Mary was was a girl. And she was betrothed to a young man named Joseph who loved her very much. She was a virgin. She was planning her wedding. Um, and she couldn't think about, probably, couldn't think about much else, right? I mean, oh, I'm going <laughs> to marry Joseph. He's a great guy. Uh, she was just kind of waiting on him to finish building their home and planning the wedding. And then all of a sudden, her life is turned upside down and inside out. I can't even imagine this. An angel comes and says, oh, by the way. Got a little bit different plans. For By the Mary. way, <laughs> different way. By the way, um, yeah, your life is going to be completely different than you thought. So uh, strap on your seatbelt because get ready for the ride. And you know what I found really interesting is that Mary had to acknowledge this. Mm-hmm. She had to say yes to that angel whenever he came and appeared to her and said, "Mary, <laughs> you, you you're going to have a baby," and she had to say yes to that. And because she let the joy and the peace of the Lord magnify through her, magnify like Mary, she was able to say yes to that angel whenever he appeared. And, you know, I can't imagine, Kathy, what she was going through there. Uh, The rumors, the scorn, um, kind of having to scrap all the wedding plans. I mean... She's pregnant, Mm. and she chose to not only trust God, but but to magnify him through this process. There's a phenomenal Greek word. It's megaluno, megaluno, and it means to exalt, to glorify, to increase in honor, to make great, to boast. It's, It's actually what's used in Luke 1, 46 through 55. Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Let him magnify in the Lord. Let him increase in the Lord. So Mary teaches us to boast in God and to honor God regardless. Despite. (laughs) Despite what's going on in our life, right? It's not always going to be the way we want it to. In fact, I would say there's very few times that it, you know, it's exactly our plan and that our plan matches up with God's plan and there's no bumps in the road, right? And you know, the thing that's interesting about this, uh, Carrie, is that Mary had been informed 
She knew that one day God was going to fulfill that promise that he made Abraham, that he made Jeremiah, Mm. that he made Nehemiah, that he made to Isaiah, that one day I'm going to come and I'm going to take out the cold, broken, wounded hearts of those that do not know me. And the way he did that, Kathy, and it's it's just so exciting. Uh, Before we take our break, he did it by tradition of repeating his word. One of the things that Jesus said in the New Testament, when when he was asked, how is it that you pray? How do you communicate is what they asked Jesus. And Jesus said, you start with hallowed be thy name. And he's ta- we're talking to the Godhead. We're not just talking to Jesus. We're not talking to, you know, to the Holy Spirit. We're not talking to God the Father. He said, hallowed be thy name. And so that's what Mary learned. That was the lesson that she learned to magnify God. Say, thank you, Lord, that you chose me. Mm-hmm. And basically, as we look at it, uh, Kathy and, and Carrie, that's where we are in life today. You know, we are blessed that he has chosen us and birthed us for a time like this. We are so blessed. And I, I look at Mary in awe. I mean, Miss Evelyn, can you imagine the, how the people in her town talked about her uh, and the rumors? Well, and it was a death were, penalty, basically. Absolutely. And they were false. And they were false. Yet Mary chose to magnify the Father. And um, I, I, I pray that we can do that despite the difficulties in our life this Christmas season, that we can magnify like Mary. When we come back from our break, I would love to talk about how we can join in like Joseph and really dig into this, to this guy who's more than a character in your nativity. He's a real man who loved Mary and joined in in the process. Join us after the break. Hello, folks. This is Van Davison with Operation Christmas Child. Every year, people join me, The Bridge 1120, and Franklin Graham's team in sending shoeboxes filled with surprises and love to children around the world. Because soccer is a universal sport, I pack a deflated ball and a pump in my boy boxes, along with pencils, toothpaste, and a toothbrush. Join me and millions in this exciting ministry. Call 512-990-2600. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. 
Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson, and it's packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published called Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Information you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances. Information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. You're listening to Love Talk right here on The Bridge with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Enderbrock. Oh, welcome back, friends, and Merry Christmas. You're here listening to The Bridge, 1120 a.m. Today's Christian Talk. You're with the Love Ladies, Miss Evelyn Davison. I am Carrie Brinkater, and we've got Miss Kathy Enderbrock as well. We have been talking about magnifying the Lord like Mary, magnify like Mary. Oh, my goodness, despite the rumors and being scorned and her wedding plans being destroyed, Mary chose to glorify God and magnify God with a beautiful gift that she had been given. And now, let's talk about Joseph. How do we join in like Joseph? Joseph, Miss Evelyn, boy, Joseph, man, he had a big job here. His betrothed wife was pregnant. Well, it was a big, big life. It was a big issue. Uh, because it was in a time when um, that just didn't happen on the natural. Uh, but Joseph, God used him in a way that uh, is wonderful as we look at his life today. Because he was kind and he, he was a respected man. He he was a little older than Mary. Uh, he was a carpenter by trade and that's what Jesus became later. Uh, and he knew Mary well enough to know that she was pure. And that she was a woman of God. And it it made it very difficult for him uh, to stand against a culture at a time when that culture demanded death mm. for this type of sin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure Joseph had doubts. Uh, they were probably... He's human. Of course he had doubts. Yeah. And, and yet he knew the story. Yes. He knew the story. He knew God promised and God had kept his promises, all of those that he had made through Abraham, through Ezekiel, through the prophets. And so when Joseph, you know, let go of his plans and agenda, and he, what did he do? He joined God's plan. How exciting is that for you, Carrie? It's he, he joined God's plan. He did. And, and, you know, if you think about him as a human, Miss Evelyn, and how he must have been feeling with all of that, 
It's really amazing. I'm sure he came full circle with Mm -hmm. his emotions, right? You know, denial and then just probably being a little angry and then kind of like, uh, okay, God, so you chose us? What? Okay. How did we make the pool? All right. But, you know, he teaches us just by the way that he supported Mary and believed God. He had to believe God's messenger. Mm -hmm. And in believing God's messenger, he was able in faith to support Mary. He teaches us to be willing to let go of our plans. To join in with uh-huh. his plans. And agenda. Mm-hmm. And and really discover the plan of God. Absolutely. The Lord has a plan for each one of them. And it's good. Jeremiah taught us that. He said, God spoke and said, I know the plans I have for you. They're plans for good, not for evil. What was it? That you might have hope. Mm-hmm. That you might have hope in life. And that's always in the Lord Jesus. And, you know, Carrie, I know, I know that, you know, as we look at that, we don't give Joseph a lot of credit. <laughs> but I can tell you, he stood the test of time within a culture much like we're in today where he was honorable and he was uh, he was devoted and committed to following the plan that God had for him. Is that right, Kathy? And that is so true. And, and I, I love Joseph. And, you know, when we think through all of these characters, I think it's really great for us to say, who can I identify with? And when we're talking about Mary or Joseph, I really identify with, with Joseph. I, I want to, I, and I guess I want to say, I want to be like Joseph. Yes. And, um, because, you know, it's not just that he said, oh, okay, well, I'm going to raise a child that's not my own. I mean, that that's just the start of it. Not only was he the butt of rumors, uh, faced rejection by his family and, you know, his, his carpentry business, I can imagine all of his customers would have kind of gone elsewhere. But then Joseph remains steadfast through all of that. There are a number of times where he is, I don't know if you'd say, starting to settle down or get comfortable, and then God says, you need to get up and go. And so, I mean, he they escaped to Egypt with with Christ, you know, really going to a completely foreign land just to keep his family together and to protect his son. And, um, you know, and the thing that I love about Joseph, and, and, and I think... You know, Evelyn, you talk so much about these promises and how God fulfills these promises. I believe that for each of us, there are promises that God desires to fulfill, not only for us, but through our very lives, just let, as God. Yeah, and let's just tell and, other people. You know, it is yeah. just so exciting when you think we have that same privilege today that Joseph had. What about the shepherds, Kathy? Oh, the shepherds, okay, these are seriously cool guys, right? Because when we talk about the different kind of people that we encounter, shepherds are the low-income wage earners in this story. Okay, now, if you're a sheep, you loved shepherds, but everyone else really didn't think too highly of them because, really, they were smelly guys, didn't have great people skills, generally uneducated, and... um You know, the shepherds really set an incredible example for us, you know, really giving us no excuse not to say yes to God. Because when the when the angels appeared to them in the fields at first, you know, the the shepherds were frightened. But instead of running, they remained and listened instead of doubting and delaying. 
they went immediately to confirm what they had been told was true. I mean, would they really find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger, the promised Savior in Christ? Well, they weren't going to just doubt and sit around and squabble among themselves. They set out to go see, was it good? Is it true? And then instead of just having a quick look around and giving up, they continued until they found him. And here's the, the, here's the huge thing about the shepherds. Instead of keeping the good news to themselves, they began sharing the truth with mm-hmm. others. And we see this in Luke chapter 2, verse 17. It says, they, this is the shepherds, made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And I want to share like the shepherds. I mean, I want to set that, I want to live out that example that they set for me of going and sharing um, everything that God shares with me. I, I, you know, it's so, so wonderful. I, I've got to share this story. Um, when I look at the shepherds, it says that they shared and all who heard it were, were in wonder. Okay, so I'm, I'm flipping a house. It's kind of what I do now. I, I'm flipping this house in Colleen. And I hired this painter to come to the house. And wonderful, wonderful man, right? So we start talking. And before I'd even, we'd even shaken hands on the deal, he said, Miss Carrie, I need to tell you just tell you a story and he proceeds listeners for the next hour and a half to tell me how Jesus Christ has changed his life over the last 20 years and he said that 20 years ago he came here from Mexico and he was a bad dude he um, he was a really bad dude he was messed up in drugs and alcohol and just kind of wild living and partying and a neighbor invited him to church he lived in a house with 16 other men and this lady invited them all to church and so one night after a just night of partying and drinking, he went to this lady's house and said, okay, I'm going to go to church with you on Sunday. This was Saturday morning. And very long story short, obviously we talked about this for an hour and a half, but um, that day he, he didn't even make it in the church building before God brought him to his knees. Mm-hmm. He sat on the bench outside the church building and for two hours he prayed that the Lord would reveal to him every single person he had hurt cheated, lied to, stolen from, um, and the Lord did. The Lord revealed that to him. He said it felt like a blanket came over him. And he uh, started this painting business 15 years ago, and he told the Lord, I will share you with every single person that I come in contact with in this business. And he said, for 15 years, that's exactly what he's done. And so this man is a shepherd. And I tell you, we stood there, we cried, we laughed. Oh, and by the way, he ended up marrying the lady that invited him to church. And they've been <laughs> married for 18 years. And I just thought, what a, what a beautiful picture he is of a shepherd who goes out and shares Jesus with no reservations to anybody, it, probably people who don't even want to listen. Right? But people, he's sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and his amazing transformation every single day. You know, that's just like Joseph. You know, he, he told the story. He told it. He verified what God had done. But, you know, when you look at it, Ben, and you look at, at the wise men, uh, the wise men God used to do some things that Joseph couldn't do. If you think about it, 
because of, of the culture and the time in which they lived. And, and you know, they, they were either kings or royalties, uh, but they were wealthy. They were very different than the shepherds. They had the shepherds being, you know, kind of the on the lower end of the socioeconomic scale. And then we have these wise men that are coming now into the story, and they're on the upper end. And they didn't get an angel. They only got a star. Oh, I never thought about that before, Miss Evelyn. Yes. That's right. You know, that is so true. When we look at every single person in the nativity, um, Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, they all got um, visited by angels and, you know, kind of these big, huge events where they were kind of led and warned and told about Christ, but not the wise men. No angel appeared to the wise men until after they had seen Jesus and found him. So why they do you think that is to Kathy? Christ by being watchful? Why do you think that is? Why do you think they why do you think they uh, only got? A star. Well, I say only. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. But Well, because they watched <laughs> the stars. That was their livelihood. That was their method. Let's, let's take our break, uh, Kathy. When we come back, we want to talk about how we can be like these that we've talked about. They're human beings. And the Lord used them. How can we be like them in the days ahead during this Christmas season? Right after this. Stay with us. You know, the world has changed. Getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you connect with your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company and the partner you can rely on to help navigate through ever-evolving digital landscape needs. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at one 1-888-988-9736 and visit TexasSEO.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find us in the number one position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Let's get back to more Love Talk with the three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Enderbrock. Oh, friends, Merry Christmas. I hope you are having a wonderful and blessed weekend as we celebrate Jesus and the coming of our Savior. Oh, we have talked about um, peace today and Christmas peace. We've talked about the Prince of Peace and how Jesus is the Prince of Peace and how He came to this earth to bring peace to men, to men, an overcoming, overwhelming peace to us through his saving grace. We've talked about Mary and how she she was just given a task, 
And she continued to magnify. So we want to magnify like Mary. And Joseph, join in like Joseph. He had to get on board. He had to get on board with this new life that he didn't necessarily choose um, when all of a sudden Mary was pregnant with the Savior. Share like the shepherds. Oh, he talks about my friend Ozzy who um, shares Jesus all the time. And then Miss Evelyn, watchful like the wise men. Watchful like the wise men. Now, Kathy, as we talked about kind of these four people, and I don't really want to call them characters. They're figures, biblical figures. They're people. Witnesses. Or witnesses. Who do you most identify with? I know you started to tell us about Joseph, how you kind of identify with Joseph. Okay, I do be, and I went down a rabbit trail. Sorry about that. It is my tendency. Okay, I identify with Joseph because everything he wanted, this beautiful wife, a big family, and to live um, in Nazareth with, you know, this all starts in Nazareth, and, and he wanted to live there and raise his family. Well, after he said yes to God's plan, he let go of his agenda. He just joined in on what God wanted to do. We see the end of that story, that in the end, where is Joseph? They're back in Nazareth. Does he have a family? Yes, he has a big family because Jesus has lots of brothers and sisters. What was Jesus raised? He was raised son of a carpenter. So Joseph got to set up his business and have a successful business. And so there's a, a verse, I believe it's in Matthew, that says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added to you as well. And so I think in Joseph's life, we see that, that when we do join in on God's plan, you know, saying yes to God sometimes meaning, means saying no to, to some of our stuff, but also it can also mean saying yes to our stuff plus a whole lot more in a much bigger and better way. And that's what I've always seen is, is true with God is that when I let go of my plans and my agenda and I say yes to God, that the things that I'm willing to let go of, I find, hey, I don't want them anymore. And the things that God, those desires that God has placed in my heart, he comes full circle um, to, to um, fulfill those desires as well that he has placed there. Mm. I love that, Kathy. You know, it's so much easier said than done, So, you know, sometimes to let go of those things that we think are important and just let the Lord lead us. But that's exactly what Joseph did. I can't imagine picking up everything and just, mm-hmm. you know, going and kind of just going, okay, okay, Lord. So, Carrie, so for you, who do you identify with? For me, I think I identify with Mary. Um, you know, Mary was thrust into the public eye, a kind of again, you know, she didn't ask for that, right? And I kind of liken that to. My time as a college coach, you know, there were times when I I did not want to be in the public eye, but I was and kind of always felt like I was being watched, um, always felt like I was being talked about. You know, whenever you're winning games and you're successful and all the people on your team are happy, then everybody else is happy. But, you know, if you lose a few games or if your players don't exactly act the way you want them to act or they don't perform the way you, you would like for them to perform, people start talking. And those arrows start coming. And whether the rumors are true or not, they still hurt. And I'm sure for Mary, a lot of those things hurt because she knew the truth. She knew the truth. But how do you, I mean, how do you convince somebody of the truth unless they're ready, 
right? And so I think she was scorned at times. And sometimes your best laid plans are destroyed. And sometimes I did feel like that. I really did. I felt like, man, I've worked so hard for these things and ugh, can all come crashing down in, you know, one game or two games or because a kid, you know, decides to get in trouble whenever, you know, she's been told so many times, don't do that. Um, But, you know, despite all of this, despite the harshness of her reality, she chose to magnify the Lord. And I pray that I did that um, when I was college coaching. And now I get the chance to coach on so many other levels um, that it's, it's just so amazing. Um, and, and I don't want to paint this picture like college coaching was terrible. It wasn't. I loved it. I, I loved it. I'm just giving you a little snippet. And this was a snippet of Mary's life because she was so much more than um, what people said she was. And so I think a little bit I identify with Mary and um, and her her journey and her path. Miss Evelyn? Who do you think you identify with? Well, you know, I'm kind of like the shepherds. I just lay out there until God shows me something bright to follow. <laughs> you know, no, uh, no, shepherds are the wise, the wise men. men. To listen to. You mean the wise men. Yeah, to listen to. But, you know, something to follow. They had to yeah. follow what, you know, what, they, what was revealed to them. Uh, but I guess the one that I really would um, mostly identify with is the wise men. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is they didn't come from a Jewish background. Mm. They had heard rumors that God was real and that he was changing things. And when they saw uh, the star, uh, they wanted to know because they studied the heavens. They just didn't know the God of heavens. And so they saw the star. So it gave them a pathway to follow that God, they didn't know how it would end. They just followed the star. And when they got there, heard the stories. Uh, and through the, through the pathway getting there, they heard the stories that, you know, God had a plan. And so for them to come looking for Jesus um, is very appropriate for the time in which we live in today. As we look and see what it is that the wise men brought to the table for understanding is they were wise enough to know when the enemy spoke instead of when God spoke. Mm, Right. Oh, wow, that's good. Yeah. We have to think about that, Kathy. Mm -hmm. You know, so often when we're, we're trying to follow the Lord Jesus and we come to that point that we, um, we think, you know, I don't know what else to do. And I think that's where we are in America right now. There are a lot of people that are disappointed with the new changes that are coming. And when you looked at the wise men, they, weren't ex- they were not expecting peace. They just knew something had changed. And they wanted to discover what it was. And I think that's where we are right now when we look at America. Uh, we are in for a change. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be faithful to trust God and follow the star. And you know, when you... When you follow the star, what do you do? You begin to shine like the star. Is that not true, Kathy? That's so true, Evelyn. Very true. So when you shine, you know, that means that you tell what it is that you know. 
the wise men, when they discovered who Jesus was, and probably that was a couple of years uh, that theologians tell us. It was not within that first bracket of training. They they were there for a while, and it's interesting that they stayed there instead of going back to Nazareth. When you look at it from that point of view, and they find Jesus, uh, they also found some truth that kept them from going the wrong way. We don't know what that is. The scriptures do not tell us that. But because of the bribe that came from Herod, uh, that he wanted them to report back to him, they they refused to do that, and that's what caused. That's what we. Mm, that's why we call them wise men. Well, and I think the other thing that's important to remember as we look at each of these people is that God doesn't call us to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're not all Marys. We're not all Josephs. You know, we are called to share the gospel like the shepherds, and we're not all we're not all wise men. And when we try to be all things to all people, Miss Evelyn, mm-hmm. that's when we are stretched too thin. We have no idea who we are. We have no idea which way is up, which way is down, which way is left or right, because we're trying to be all things to all people. I liken it to, you know, sitting on a fence post. That's not very comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, being on one side or the other is way more t- comfortable than sitting on top of that fence. And when we're trying to sit on top of that fence and be all things to all people, we can't do it. We can't do it. God gave us a a beautiful set of skills that we are to use to magnify him, that we're used to join in with him, that we're used to shine with him and share and be watchful. He's given us all different amazing abilities, and we don't have to be all things to all people. As you'll see, each of these had a very specific job, right? You know, and... Excuse I was going to say, I, I like that. And I think sometimes when we're just exhausted and tired, the best thing to do is just to stop and applaud like the angels. You know, <laughs> just just start to worship. We can be the corporate we before mm-hmm. his throne, and we can worship and just stop and have peace in that moment. And we have to, have to make that choice. What is that choice, Kathy? Well, that choice is the Prince of Peace, Evelyn, yes. and... And the Prince of Peace wants to give us that abiding peace, peace everlasting that only comes only through Jesus Christ and and saying yes to him. Um, Carrie, just like that, that gentleman did, that painter mm-hmm. that that is saying, Lord, I have wronged so many, but first and foremost, I have wronged you mm-hmm. and I want to be in a right relationship with you. Forgive me. Forgive me for the sin in my life, the sin I have committed. And, Lord, I say yes to your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that you sent him out of love for me to be my Savior. And I ask him to come into my heart and to be Lord over my life. It is that easy, Evelyn. Mm-hmm. No, but it's wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things is the angels, did. they applauded God in in the the 100th Psalm says, on your feet now, stand up and applaud God. Mm. For God is God. For God. And the password to heaven is praise. 
So we, we have to be like the angels a lot. We've got to praise him. And it's so wonderful for us to be able to do that here at Love Talk. And Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. We would say to you, um, God bless you and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Back at you, friends. Okay. And I, we would say to you, audience, that um, we do pray that you will come to that point in your life where you reach forth to accept and begin to live the peace of the Lord Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. He came that you might have peace in your life and knowing that he loves you and has a plan for your life. And we would love to hear from you. You can give us a call on the love line at 512-249-6535 or go on, on the website. Absolutely. You can go to lefttalknetwork.com. Boy, we need to thank our new sponsors, Texas SEO. They they have done a phenomenal job getting our website up to speed and up to date, and it's it's just wonderful. So we'd like to thank them so much for that. And um, you can go. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up, um, Love Talk and, on Facebook, and we're also on the web. Yeah. Have a good day, and may you have a merry, blessed, peaceful Christmas. the world has changed. Getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you connect with your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company and the partner you can rely on to help navigate through ever-evolving digital landscape needs. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 and visit TexasSEO.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find us in the number one position. 